This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandora's pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis every day of the week, Monday through Friday, with the old Trailblazer. And we're on stations all over America. And the best thing, look up our website, radiomission.org. And then we have our regular Sunday broadcasts, Bible school there, and the worship hour. They're all streamed over the Internet. You can hear them in Hong Kong, China. You can hear them in Tibet. You can hear them over there in Northern Ireland, wherever you are. Folks over there on 840 Northern Ireland, I get letters from there quite often. And folks help me over there, send me uh, their money's in pounds. They'll send me 50 pounds or 100 pounds, but it turns into American dollars over here. So I wish you would. If you like these old-time, old-fashioned messages, sit down and write me. Tell me. And, well, tell me how the Lord saved you. Tell me if you know the Lord. Tell me if you want to be saved. And uh, tell encourage old trailblazer. I get discouraged. I grow tired. And uh, I have folks say, well, well, brother trailblazer, when are you going to retire? I said, retire? I don't see no place in God's word where it says to, uh, the Lord ever took back a commission from a, from a God-called pastor. Have you? Well, don't you play golf? And well, no, I don't play golf, but I, I don't know anything wrong with it. But I'm not going to quit preaching and going out there playing golf. No, or anything else, fishing and hunting and all those, those things are well. I used to do those things, but uh, I'm just not able too much now. But I'm still able to sit here before this microphone in this studio and preach the gospel. I'm still able to stand behind my pulpit on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and I'm still able to meet folks at the door and uh, tell them how the Lord saves a sinner and still able to put out the tracts and booklets and uh, pray for folks, go to the hospital and nursing home and pray for folks. If you have folks on a sick bed, you write me. We'll put them on our prayer list. But let's get back into our study. We're looking there at uh, uh, man, the head of the home. Man, the head of the home. And we saw in our last study, we'll just pick it up for just a moment. This is God's word on the place of a woman in the home, that she's to be in subjection to her husband. For you to rebel against this, these words of instruction is to rebel against God's word. And I never have seen a woman yet get saved until she comes to learn obedience under her husband. He may be a terrible head, but he's her head. He may be a scoundrel. I know men who are scoundrels. I know folks who are scoundrels. And yet their wife knows the Lord, obedient to him, and uh, pray for him, I'm sure, more more than you'll ever know. You take all these preachers' wives and all these religious leaders in the church. I don't care how religious they are or what position they occupy as long as they run their homes and uh, disobey their husband, they're not saved. Now, I'll tell you that. Preacher's wives, preacher's wives, you're going to control your preacher, preacher husband with a wink and a nod if he gets to cutting down on something that you don't agree with and you sit out there on the front row somewhere and he takes a look at you every now and then and you shake your head, no, be quiet or cool it down a little bit. Oh, my friend, you're not saved. You're not saved. You're not saved, my friend, or any other woman in the church. Oh, the worst thing that ever happened in a church, a religious organization, is to have a clique, a clique of women. We used to have a friend, I did, that called that women a bell cow because the other women followed after. When we as kids, when I was kids at home in the country, we had cattle in the woods and we always put a bell on one of them so we could know where they were. And Daddy would take the old cow that looked like she was a leader and he'd put a bell on her, a, a, a cow bell they called it. And you could find them in the woods where that bell was tinkling. 
Well, you can always find you got an old woman, or what, don't have to be an old woman, young woman in your church, my friend, and you talk about wrecking havoc. You talk about wrecking havoc in a church. Oh, but listen, my friend, did you ever see a preacher's wife run the church? Did you ever see a preacher's wife run the church? She makes the decisions. She keeps her fingers on everything that happens. She doesn't know anything about the Lord. Or she'd go back home, take her place under the authority of her husband, and would never show her face again except the Lord led her through her husband. That's right. The average preacher's wife today runs her home and runs the church. Oh, but listen, listen. I've heard preachers say, uh, introducing his wife, I want you to meet my boss. She's the pastor of the church. And now, I wasn't going to get into it this morning, but now I see the billboards, message boards in front of the churches. It says, pastor and misery so-and-so, pastor, co-pastors, co-pastors of the church. My friend, I want to stop and puke. I want to stop and throw up. A co-pastor. Oh, listen, folks. The old trailblazer, the old kook, you know that. But there's no such a thing as a God-called woman to preach. You can say what you want to about uh, Miriam and Deborah and all of those folks. You can say what you want to. They were not preachers. They were not. Jezebel ran old Ahab. She was the king's wife. She was the daughter of a king, and she ran Ahab's life. Well, you know what happened to her? Go there and read it in Second Kings. The prophet told the folks to throw her down. Throw her down. He had prophesied that the dogs would eat her, eat her body. All they left was her, her hands. They were so wicked the dog wouldn't even have them. And her skull. They didn't want it because it was so wicked. But my friend, my, my lady friend, that's not your place. That's not your place to be the head of the church or to advise your, your husband. No. He said, this, this pastor said, she's a pastor. Poor old fool. Poor old fool. And it wasn't long before he was hunting a job somewhere, making a living, digging taters. People do not want a woman as a pastor of the church, a God-called church. God never called a woman to preach. He called a woman to stay at home, stay in the home, be the queen of the home. And I'm telling you, these long tail, long petticoat tail gals out there trying to preach, whoever heard of such a mess? I know it doesn't sit well with some of you, but, brother, that's God's word. Now they've taken over the television ministries, the radio ministries. If there's anything that makes me sick is to hear or see some woman on the television ramping and prancing. And I know, I know, I know, and I know what you're going to say, my friend. I know what you're going to say. But, oh, but listen, go back there where it says, she shall not usurp authority over her husband, and uh, she must be the husband of one wife. She must be the husband of one wife. And I know with all of the homosexual marriages we got now, two women marrying each other, maybe she called herself the husband. But I'm not sure. But that's not according to God's word. Listen, listen, listen. You listen to God's word, my friend. Don't, 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 don't jump up and run off. That thing might blow up in your face and send you right out into hell. Every woman that I've ever seen get saved learned the voice of authority of her husband and submitted to God's government in that home and her desire was towards her husband, and she submitted, submitted to his rule over her. Listen, listen. 
This old doctrine that you hear everywhere that marriage is a 50-50 proposition is of Satan. It's not of God. Listen, no. I read where a seminary professor who claims to be a Bible scholar stood before a student body one day with his Bible open and argued for 20 minutes that God did not mean what he said when he mentioned wives obey your husband. If God did not mean that, my friend, then why did he say it? Wives, obey your husband. If God did not mean it, why did he say it? This shows one thing, that a seminary professor had never bowed his knee to the lordship of Christ and the deity of his son, and he may have been henpecked himself. He may have had a, he may have had a woman who was a boss of his house, but he had never seen himself totally depraved, knew nothing about God's word on the government of the home. And I know, I know, it takes grace, my friend. But listen, in the disobedience of children to their parents, second, in the wife's defiant to the authority of her husband, and thirdly, in man's rebellion against the lordship of Christ. When we face God's government order for the home, the husband takes his place as the husband as a bond slave to Christ, the wife to the lordship of her husband, and the children to obedience of their parents, then you have the beginning of heaven on earth. Don't you, don't you admire that, my friend? Wouldn't you like to be a, a, a member of that family? The Lord never intended, my friend, for homes to be wrecked and ruined like they are now. I know the family courts, the juvenile courts, the marriage counselors now, all doing a booming business, my friend. Because why? Because man will not accept his place as the head of the home, will not bow his knee to the to the grace of God, to the authority of God. And so, in addition, the woman will not take her place, rightful place, in obedience to her husband. Let me tell you something, friend. God's word doesn't lie. God's word is true, whether you believe it or not. Now, you may not believe it. You may not believe it. You, I hold this Bible up in my hand, and I tell you this is God's word. Believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it and go to hell for your trouble. If you don't believe God's word, I don't have no message for you. You go on, live like the heathen, live like, live like uh, animals. That's, that's what we got a generation up now with, with uh, marriage being thrown to the dogs, my friend, and, and uh, homosexuality and fornication and lesbianism uh, on the rise, rampant in our homes and our families, everywhere you see in the schools and, and, and uh, those things. My friend, is that what you want? No. You know what? God's people are, are a separate people. God's people are a particular people. God's people are a chosen people, my friend. You say, well, will the Lord save uh, a, a, a homosexual? Yes, sir. Not in his homosexuality. No, sir. No, sir. The Bible says that all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven, my friend. But folks don't want to be saved. Do you know anybody wants to be saved? You see these folks on the TV or in the movies or in the, in the magazines, these, these national world famous folks that now leave these, leave these lives of, of, uh, of, of perverseness and all of those things. You think they want to be saved? No, they belong to some church. Now, let me give you a scenario. One of them dies out there in Hollywood somewhere, big, well-known person, and uh, they have a big ceremony, and they get somebody to come there and sing, some well-known singer, and they have a s- amazing grace. Do you reckon they ever heard the words of that song? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound 
that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, and now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Do you think that individual there in that grave, in that tomb, ever sung that song? You think he ever saw himself lost? You think he ever saw himself needing salvation? No, no. We just got a, a scam of religion, my friend. And then they'll, they'll blaspheme the Lord by singing Amazing Grace. The old trailblazers get wound up, my friend. But it, it, it bothers me. But my, heart's, my heart is grieved for you. Maybe, maybe you're a disobedient wife. Maybe you're a disobedient husband. Won't bow your knee to the, to the authority of God. Oh, my friend, please. Please don't go, out of, don't go out of this world in rebellion against God like so many folks are doing. I plead with you. I plead with you. Take your Bible and search it. Now, the old trailblazer running out of time. Remember my mailing address? The old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye until next time.